Kumari removed the carrying cord and went up to the victorious one. With a crystal dagger, she cut open her breast, within which appeared the 42 peaceful deities in her upper part and the 58 herukas in her lower torso, thus vividly displaying the 100 peaceful and wrathful divinities. The Kumari is impressed by Padmasambhava's Siddhi, his power, his dedication. So she responds, she completely opens to him, shows herself. He has passed a test with a crystal dagger, the utterly pure, penetrating, incisive wisdom. She cuts away all appearance and reveals what she really is, who she really is, what her body really is, what her body contains. It's the great mandalas of the 100 uh, peaceful and wrathful Buddhas and Bodhisattvas. That's the true nature of her body itself, of the body itself. There's a lot of talk about the body, a lot of views about the body, very materialistic views about the body, a lot of psychological ideas about the body. But here we have the traditional vision. The body contains the vast mandala of all the Buddhas and Bodhisattvas. We sometimes say that we have potential. We have potential for Buddhahood, but that's so conceptual. That doesn't really mean very much but to say that the body is the sacred dwelling place, the great temple of the mandalas, of the Buddhas and Bodhisattvas, well, that's communicating so much more. It's so much more real. This body is, in fact, a cosmos. And, of course, when we say the body, we don't mean the body as opposed to the mind. We're talking about the entire psychophysical embodiment, whatever you want to call it. It is the mandala of the Buddhas and Bodhisattvas according to the Tantric tradition. So therefore, it's definitely not to be squandered and wasted in pursuing it as an end in itself. It is the arena, the realm to activate the fullest possible riches of Buddhahood particularly through meditation on the Buddhas and Bodhisattvas. William Blake says, all deities reside in the human breast. When we meditate on a Buddha or Bodhisattva, what we're meditating upon is actually ourselves. Ourselves deep down in eternity that we really are. Ourselves that we will be if we completely surrender, if we completely die in the fires of shunyata. That is our nature. If we're meditating on Padmasambhava, that is the real nature of our body. That is the real nature of our body and mind. We are in that mandala. He is our heart. So Kumari shows this, shows this great vision 
of what this body is and what is it, what it is for. So she's opened herself. She's cut herself open. Sometimes in tankers of the life of Padmasambhava, you can see a little white kumari and she's opened her chest and you can see these mandalas of the Buddhas painted very, very tinily with Padmasambhava sitting before them. She says to Padmasambhava, you also possess the force of the powerful mantras, but what of my miracles, great man? And she bowed and circumambulated him. And Padmasambhava thought, she must be the Dakini. She must be Surya Chandrasiddhi. And he said, I ask for the outer, inner and secret initiations. And Kumari replied, I am only the servant. Come inside. So this is the sort of thing that goes on in these realms. The Dakini praises and taunts him. She shows herself and then she praises him, his wonderful ability and circumambulates him and then says, but what of me? What of my miracles? Wonderful communication. This is very, very typical of the sort of tantric atmosphere, the tantric sangha, the sort of sense of hierarchy even starts to sort of dissolve a bit and there's a play between teacher and disciple. And although she is extraordinary, she says she is not the darkening. She is just the servant. And now he must come inside. He must come into the great temple, into the castle of the skull, which is now open to him. Kumari, the servant, the messenger, has given him a vision of what is possible. Now there must be total transformation. So if you're enjoying, appreciating, benefiting from this series of short talks by Padma Vajra on the life and liberation of Padma Sambhava, him channeling these lightning flashes from the blue beyond, then please do consider making a donation to Padma Loka. We're still in uh, uncertain financial times. This year we lost our main source of income, uh, our retreat income, and even though people are starting to return to Padma Loka now, uh, our costs have considerably gone up. Uh, given the various measures that we have to put in place. So although we've benefited enormously from people's generosity uh, throughout the year, we really need to keep that stream of generosity flowing. So do please consider giving what you can. You can do that by following the link that's attached to this video or beneath in our YouTube channel or visiting our website and making a one-off donation or taking out a monthly standing order. Thank you.